What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. I'd like to welcome you into a special bonus episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. It is the rest of our conversation with Buccaneers.com senior writer and editor Scott Smith. Our conversation on uh, on Friday ran a little bit long, so we've broken it up into a second episode now where we discuss a little bit of the Buccaneers' upcoming 2018 schedule and then start to go off on a few random tangents, have some fun, have some laughs, and hope you all enjoy the episode. Make sure that you're following everything that we're doing over at thepewterplank.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at thepewterplank, at jyarko underscore bucks and at dh82 underscore bucks without any further ado hope you all enjoy the rest of our conversation with scott smith of buccaneers.com uh, all right well scott before we let you go because we're we're starting to run short on time the the nfl schedule was released on thursday night and of course the buccaneers had their schedule released only one primetime game they got out of the thursday night game i don't know how they did it but i'm thrilled Lucky. that they did uh they have the monday night game in week three against the pittsburgh steelers every other game is sunday at one o'clock what are what's your biggest takeaway from the the buccaneers upcoming 2018 schedule well i got two can i do two? Oh, absolutely okay Number one is, I mean, you know who you're going to play, right? We knew who we were going to play and where. We've done that since last year. But starting out at New Orleans, uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, three playoff teams, you're, you're, you're thrown to the fire. You're thrown to the mm-hmm. gauntlet right there. So you're going to find out right away if this team is a playoff competitor. Aren't you? Think, yeah. Well, and then it, the second, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, and it puts a whole lot of weight on this NFL investigation into Jameis Winston. If, if for some reason the NFL disciplines him and he's out for two or the, you know, the first two or the first four games, that could put the Buccaneers in a pretty deep hole to start the year off. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, the other thing I was thinking was uh, the fact that the first three Intra-division games are all on the road, and then the last three are all at home in the last five weeks. So if, by the grace of God, the Buccaneers are still in the playoff race at the end, they have three straight home games against their division foes, and that, that seems like a an advantage to me. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I really like the way it all shaped up. Like you said, Scott, I mean, the, the very beginning of the season is going to be crucial. I think that uh, looking at the middle part of this, I mean, obviously the entire schedule is, is crucial, right? That's what makes the NFL uh, so much fun to watch because every game counts. But looking at like Cleveland to Carolina, uh, there's Carolina twice in there, but from October, the end of October to the beginning of December, those seven games right there in the middle, uh, very winnable games, I think. And they're just on paper, which again, the paper is going to change because the draft and the, and the post-draft free agency period and, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, the Browns, the Bengals, the Panthers twice, the Redskins, the Giants, the 49ers. Like that's that's a very it, it, I don't want to say easy because nothing in the NFL is easy, but that's that's a winnable portion of your schedule there. And I think the Buccaneers really have to come away with five of the seven, if not more, to really solidify their their playoff contention. Even if 
you know, even if they can go two and two there in, in the beginning part of the season, if they can walk away with five out of those seven wins there and heading into that last part of the season with, with the Saints and the Falcons and the, and the two road games, then the Buccaneers have something uh, they could potentially capitalize on. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I mean, you want to go 4 and 0, you know, and like you said, you don't know who's going to be good. Uh, but you can look at those teams early in the schedule. I mean, I think we all believe Philly and Pittsburgh will be good. Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, sure. I think we believe New Orleans will be good. I, so, I mean, I, you, I I work for the Buccaneers, so I want to say we're going to be 4 and 0. But I agree with you. If you're 2 and 2 after that first four games, then you have your bye week. And then you have the stretch you talked about. You got a shot. I mean, you feel maybe like you're in a good situation. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the other things that I noticed is there's, uh, I believe it's three different times that the Bucks have back-to-back road games on this schedule. But one of those times, there's that bye week in between. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it kind of plays out pretty well for the Bucks. Um, you know, not having to do a, a, a three-game stretch and and – you know, traveling mm-hmm. to every different corner of, of the nation. Um, and another thing that uh, I want to say was Greg Allman uh, had pointed out on Twitter, which I, I found to be fantastic going along with the Thursday night games. No, the Buccaneers didn't get one, which I'm sure the players are absolutely thrilled about. Yeah. But the new yeah. Orleans saints and the Atlanta Falcons each have two. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. I was real excited <laughs> <Good>. about that. <laughs> let them let them have you them. Know, I'll be sleeping I mean, while those fans watch those games. <laughs> I mean, I, you guys, you can tell by the fact that the moment eight o'clock hits, we have an entire story and a video and everything up on the website that we got the information before eight o'clock. You know oh, that, yeah. right? So Absolutely. When we so when we saw so I'm not divulging some insider secret or anything, but when when we saw this schedule in the afternoon and we saw that, we were like, I can't believe it on a Thursday game. We were looking at it going, we're counting the dates. Like, there's no Thursday game here. And, and all of us were like, torn because as an employee for the team, a Thursday game is cool because it's like a mini buy. After the game's over, you have the weekend off, which you don't get otherwise, other than the bye week. So as an employee, Thursday games are great. But we're like, ah, who cares? Because for the team, not having a Thursday game is so much better competitively. Well, I uh, <clears throat> I think one of the things that I'm, I'm most looking forward to uh, about this schedule is October 28th when Scott you are going to be partaking in Skyline mm-hmm. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. I'm there. I will do it. Oh jeez. Well, if you're going to do it Scott now, I don't have uh, an excuse. You didn't have an excuse anyway, David. I was going to make you try it. <laughs> Scott gets a pass. I'll I'll have him try like Montgomery Inn or the Marion's pizza that I brought up. You don't get a pass. You have to have Skyline. <laughs> Scott's had it before. I'll I mean, that stuff, that Scotland chili really is terrible. I mean, it really <laughs> is terrible. But I'll eat it. I mean, that cinnamon diarrhea sludge. Oh, jeez. I'll, I'll try it. I'll have it. Do they have, like, can you get, you like, know, a just side? To, just to make you happy. What's that? 
Can you get like a side? Like, can I get a hoagie from the buffet and a side? You of can Skylar have it chip? over. You can have it over pasta if you want. You can have okay. it over pasta. Okay. Right? Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that that's the the big thing is the chili spaghetti. I never eat the chili spaghetti. I would rather just have chili dogs. Um, but there's oh, also okay. there's also David non chili options <laughs> on the menu, so you can order like one Choose little those. coney. Because I, I can eat Choose these conies those. in two bites, uh, and then you can get something that's not chili related. They have like buffalo wraps and salads and all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. a buffalo wrap that sounds delightful. I might go with that. I've never had it. I always just get four cheese conies with no onion. <laughs> I'm an easy guy to please. You know, can I can I point out though, like oh, maybe a little bit of an underrated, and I know how I don't know how much it really matters to the players, but I'm looking at the schedule here, and and I don't know. I think the team, the the schedule makers, kind of did the Bucks a favor here. Um, I mean, Washington D.C. in November, from my experience, is not necessarily going to be warm weather, but it's not going to be terrible either. Cincinnati in October versus getting Dallas in December, like. I mean, if you get Dallas in October and Cincinnati in December, like those are two very different environments you're walking into. So I don't know, a little bit of a little bit of a mini advantage, I suppose, in that situation. Yeah, but either way, it's skyline chilly either way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that the most glaring cold weather game, David, that I noticed would be at Baltimore in December. Baltimore, yeah. But we have a freeze warning for tonight. And it's April. It was snowing on Monday. Yeah, it was snowing I, today where I'm at, but I'm up by Canada, so there's, there's no surprise there. Yeah, I was in shorts last weekend, and then Monday it snowed. So October 28th, there could be four inches on the ground because Ohio just doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah, you, so, you poor bastards. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, I, am, I keep begging my wife to let I'm us move to Florida. Every single day. Every yeah. day I get yeah. home from work and put on shorts. Yeah, Every all, day. All four kids are on board. They all want to move to Florida and she just keeps putting the kibosh on it. I just, yeah. there's no winning. As soon I'm as my retirement on. papers, as soon as my retirement papers get signed and delivered, I'm, I'm headed as far south as I there can get. Go. So, uh, and Scott, I'll tell you, I, I handed my wife the schedule. Uh, she's the money manager in the family because if it was left to me, uh, it'd be nothing but iTunes and, and Netflix. But, uh, I handed her the schedule and told her, you know, November in New York and December in Baltimore. Those are the two trips I'm planning on taking outside of uh, Cincinnati. Good for you. Hopefully we can do that. Yeah, I'm I'm just relegated to the one Cincinnati game and then the the off chance hope that the Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets face one another in the Eastern Conference Finals and I can go check out the the Lightning up in Columbus. Well, I'll be going to – I'll be going to every game. I'm shocked. See, and and that's I the... think I'm up to about 540 of them now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wonder yeah, what your... True story. And... Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder what your overall record is when you attend games. What is the Buccaneers record? Hey, hey, stop it. <laughs> you should figure I that out. Them, I would read so that. It's just the Buccaneers record. No, but in 1993, uh, Hugh Culverhouse who was a bit of a penny pincher, you may have heard, um, decided that um, he needed less people on the plane and in the hotels. So I was the third PR person at that point, and I was, I was told you can't go on the trip. And 
that's the one game since 1992 that I have not been in, in attendance at. Man. Did they win or lose? And it hurt. It hurt. We <laughs> lost, of course, in New York. We lost. See, well, we that's won just one time that. in New I don't know about that. We've won one time in 15 tries in New York, so I don't think necessarily yeah. I had much to do with that. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, I'd like to thank you so, so much for coming on. We certainly appreciate um, you know the stories and the conversation, and it's always great to have you on the show. Um, and I promise. You're too I, kind. I, I've made the promise before. I'm not going to make you eat Skyline. David has to. You do not. You get a pass. I will eat it. I'll eat it. <laughs> I will eat it. I've eaten it before. I, it's, I, I survived. I'll eat it. All right. We'll do. We'll do I'll Skyline, and, and I'll uh, I'll introduce you to Marion's Pizza because I think I think you'll enjoy that one. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that idea. Thank you. All right. Well, of course, everybody can find you on Twitter at Scott S Bucks. And everyone can find your work over at Buccaneers.com. What do, what do you have coming up uh, before the draft? Are we going to get a, a mock draft 5.0 before the uh, the big weekend? Yeah, we're going to do one more next year, next week. And I've been alternating picks with, with Carmen. Uh, we're going to actually just get together and do one. Pull, pull our, amazing brain, our amazing brains together and, and just do one uh, next week. Wednesday. But, All right. You know, I mean, honestly, mock drafts are mock drafts, right? Right. They're they're fun if you take them for what they are. You know, they're they're fun to do for you know what would I do in this situation? They're fun to do if you're thinking yeah. what what should the team do? But well, and I don't know I mean, for I, the for the Buccaneers, it seems like every mock draft you know for the past few years that have always linked them to one player. It's a total toss up this year, but. Uh, it seems like a lot of them linked them all to, to one player with Mike Evans. And, of course, Jameis was the, the slam dunk. And then Vernon Hargraves a few years ago was another one that every mock had them taking Hargraves. Right. This was a different situation. It's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say when we do our mock drafts, I, I'm picking first. And I've been giving Josh Allen to the Browns. But, I mean, really, do I honestly know that the Browns are – of course not. You know, so if, if the Browns would take Josh Allen and take Sam Darnold or whatever, it just destroys the entire rest of the mock draft. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mock drafts are fun, but they don't really mean much. Yeah, it's it's like the scene from Draft Day when um, I can't oh, remember God. the actor's name when he walks in and lights the draft strategy on fire and goes, "This is our draft plan that we've been working on for three months that you just threw away." <laughs> That's every person's mock movie, draft by pick three. You just brought the movie Draft Day. You just you just voluntarily brought up the movie Draft Day. Oh, I love that movie. It's so unbelievably no, unrealistic. You don't. It's so unrealistic, but it's just it's fun. It's entertaining. Oh my god! Come on, man. <laughs> he's, he's dealing with the he's dealing with the Jacksonville the poor uh, what the the. Deer in the headlights, Jacksonville GM, yeah. who looks the like he's about 32 GM. years old. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, you won't make this trade for two second-round picks? Okay, yeah, well, we'll throw in the third second-round pick, like, three years from now. There is no way that that would ever <laughs> happen. Oh, no. Somebody would no, trade, there's... like, the – wasn't it, like, the fourth pick in the draft? 
Uh, the Jacksonville what? guy held like the fourth pick of the draft. He's like, I'll, I, I can't trade him to you for two second round picks. Oh, what if we put in the third second round pick from three years from now? Okay, yeah, yeah sure. Come on, yeah, that's, I think, that's insane. I want to say that was like pick number six, yeah. six or seven. Either, but yeah, way. either way, it's it's completely unrealistic, and I I don't for one second believe <laughs> anything like that could ever happen. But the movie does entertain me i i enjoy i think when kevin costner does sports movies he he takes it up a notch i always enjoy watching him and you know of course he did all the great baseball movies um but yeah absolutely no semblance of any reality whatsoever but i find it entertaining and i i chuckle when he you know starts screaming at the seahawks coach and calls him a pancake eating blankety blank that's that's just a great scene well, I, I will say the movie. I, I went into the movie expecting it to be terrible, and I, I was actually not. I didn't hate it until the end, until that right. scene with the Jacksonville GM. Because you can't say a, a GM would say no to a trade of the sixth overall pick for two second rounders, which nobody <laughs> would ever do. But then, okay, we'll throw in a third second rounder. Oh, okay, sure. Now I'll do it. That's that's extremely ludicrous. <laughs> that would never happen. I mean, it's it's. Look at the trade value chart, the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. You can't even make that add up. It's it's ridiculous and insane, and it would never happen. No. And so I agree with you that it wasn't as bad of a movie as I thought it was going to be. Hey, we're doing movie stuff now. We should have yeah. a movie podcast. <laughs> I don't know. David's uh, never seen Star Wars. That could get ugly real fast. What? Yeah, I'll set that episode out. I'll set that episode out. Hey, I'm catching up on the Marvel series though, so give me a that little bit true. of credit. I, I, I'm not a big Star Wars guy either, but I have seen them. I mean, I've seen them on the shelf, like at Walmart. I don't know if that counts. Oh. <laughs> You're not missing much. You're not missing. <gasps> much. I don't feel like I am. Oh, so oh, Scott, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt real bad. Overrated. Oh no. Oh. Yes. Best, I'm sorry, best I'm a Star Trek guy. Ever. I'm a Star I like Star Trek. Oh. Not Star Wars. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Scott. Oh, that was like a dagger. If if you if I had told you this before we started, you wouldn't have had me on the, on the podcast, right? I, I just would have told David he has to go by himself tonight. <laughs> it was funny, in our, in our private chat, He whenever he makes a Star Wars reference or comes at me for not seeing it, I like to send him Star he Trek gifts and response. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you a couple of pictures of my basement, Scott. It's, it's yeah. insane and impressive all at the same time. Is pathetic <laughs> the word you're looking for? Well, it's... With my with my sons, I have one son that loves all things sports. So he and I share the Buccaneers and, and the Lightning and the Red Sox, and we do all that stuff together. And my youngest does not care for sports whatsoever. So he and I do Star Wars, and we go out toy hunting together, and we sit down and we watch the movies and the cartoons and everything. So that's that's our big thing. I have sports with, with one of my boys, and then the other one, we collect Star Wars stuff together and, and cool. build displays cool. and stuff like that. So That's very cool. He, cool. he allowed my inner nerd to come out without looking yeah. completely insane to my wife. <laughs> I'll give you, hey, as long as we're talking about kids, I have a child who loves playing sports, like plays, I love playing baseball, football, all that, but could not care less about watching them. 
does mm-hmm. not watch like I try to get him to watch football or baseball with me because I love baseball too. Doesn't care. So that's that's kind of hard to you know for me to deal with because <laughs> I want him to watch sports with me, right? I mean, it's a totally different situation. He, he will not watch sports with me. He just stares at his phone. He doesn't care to watch it at all. Just wants to play it. Yep. Yep. I uh, I can definitely. Uh... What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Sympathize, empathize. I yeah. I I Both have that them. exact with with half of my children. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Scott, I don't I don't want to tie up any more of your time. I I know it's it's starting to get late, and we certainly appreciate you being so generous with your time and and spending it with us and having that fun little rant there at the end. I I look forward to us yeah. being able to. Yeah have more of these conversations in, in Cincinnati when the time comes, of course, we'll, we'll try to get you on the pod before then, uh, when, whenever you're available, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll sit back, kick back a few beers and just have a good time. Yeah. Well, you guys are too kind to me. Uh, my time is no more valuable than yours. And I appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. We, yeah, uh, so. we appreciate it. All right, that was Scott Smith of Buccaneers.com. He is the senior writer and editor, and you can find him on Twitter at Scott S. Bucks. And that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Bucks. So everybody, hope you have a wonderful, enjoyable, safe, happy weekend. And we will catch you again next time right here at Locked on Bucks.